Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. little Billy Joel for you. Perfect Billy Joel, Long Island. Nobody more Long Island than the great congressman, the better part of four decades. In our estimation, which is all that matters, it is our show, Bernie and Sid, he's the greatest statesman politician in the history of New York and now has really become an excellent broadcaster. Whether he's on 840 with me and Bernie every Wednesday, on with Katz and Matides. And I got to tell you, every time we hit the road, and we've done shows now from Brooklyn last year when Margo threw that perfect pitch to the game on Staten Island last night. There's other spots as well I'm forgetting. Even the Jim Fossil Foundation Golf Tournament I was at with Peter. This guy, he, he, he fills in, he co-hosts. He's just amazing. So here he is, a great statesman, but more importantly, a really dear friend, the great Peter King. Good morning, Peter. How are you, pal? I'm doing fine today. You know, thanks for all the kind words. Really appreciate it. And you know, we had a great time last night in Saturday night. Bernie, how you doing? I don't want to forget Bernie out there, my man. Congressman uh, King. You know, we had a great time in Staten Island. And uh, what John Caspertese has done to make that team come alive, the stadium is beautiful. I had the same impression you did, Said I walked in, and it was very similar to the Cyclone Stadium in, yep. uh, at Coney Island there. The water, the great view of lower Manhattan. A beautiful field. It's absolutely great. It was a great night to be there. And uh, you see Edgardo Alfonso, the all-time Mets, great. And then up in John's suite, uh, got everyone there. Former uh, Congressman Dan Donovan, Governor David Patterson, Curtis Sliwa, Andrew Giuliani was there. I mean, anyone who was anyone was there. And then you know, being able to do the show with you and John was great. So anyway, it was just a, a great evening, a great moment for New York. It was a great, great moment and a great evening. And they got the win, which is even better. And um, yeah. At one point, uh, we were talking to Alan Dershowitz, and uh, the stage, the discussion morphed into Brooklyn Dodger baseball. This is what's great about you, Peter. I mean this. You know that. I like guys who can talk more than one thing. You know, one-trick ponies don't do it for me. And we, we were delving into Don Zimmer and the 55 Brooklyn Dodgers, and you would have thought you worked at the fan. I mean, you were all over it. You know your stuff. And then we went into the more serious discussion, which is Roe versus Wade, and you were equally as versed, if not better, on that. And uh, you made uh, yourself pretty clear last night on Katz's show, but for our audience, first time they're going to hear you, what are your thoughts on this possible overturn of Roe versus Wade? Well, first of all, to jump to the end, I believe Roe versus Wade should be overturned. I thought it was a faulty decision at the start. And even people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg have said that it was a faulty decision. Now, you could be pro-choice, but as a lawyer or a judge, they really created a constitutional right out of, out of nowhere a right to privacy on, uh, involving abortion. There was nothing really at all in jurisprudence to back that up. But we've had it in, in place now for 50 years. I think that it is right to overturn it. But again, you know, when people are, there's hysterics, even 
uh, Mississippi, was, that, that was the law that was before the Supreme Court. The Mississippi law uh, would still uh, basically you know, sets a limit of 15 weeks. It said after 15 weeks, uh, you can't have an abortion. Even then, though, it makes exceptions for uh, uh, fetal deformities, uh, health issues. So, it, again, what it does is it allows the states to come up with their own set of standards as to when abortion can be allowed and not allowed. In my, cases, I, in my case, I would be against abortion in most cases, but we're in a democracy. And that's why each state, I think, should be able to set their standards. And uh, we've come a long way. I mean, 50 years ago, when uh, Roe versus Wade was decided, it was based on the science at that time that said you couldn't have uh, viability uh, before 23, 24 weeks. Now we know you can have it a lot earlier. So I think it was time for reappraisal. There's going to be people like myself who would be more conservative on this, but others are going to be very uh, you know, pro-choice, pro-radical. Let's have that debate, which is the way it should have been done in the first place, not have nine elected judges set these definitive standards about when it's legal, when it's not illegal, when it can be done. Well, most of those judges were Republicans. Let me just remind you, most of those judges back oh, yeah. then were Republicans. Yeah, probably, I guess five, probably four or five of them were at least. No, I'm not. Maybe six. I'm, I'm not making the partisan issue. I'm just saying. We've, we've come a long way in uh, you know, what should be done as far as jurisprudence. Also, one of the key Democrats, I believe, who opposed Roe versus Wade was Byron White. He was a white who was very big in the Kennedy administration, but uh, then he was on the Supreme Court. He voted. I think, he, I think he and Rehnquist were the two who voted no on that. But no, others like Warren Berger and Harry Blackman, these are all Republicans, part of Stewart. They all voted for it. Yeah, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid show. Uh, yeah, it, it, it reverts back to the states, which is a democracy. Voters get to choose, and uh, that's the way it should be. I know that's a point you just made, Congressman King. But my concern is this, and, uh, well, it, it, it is about the politics. No, as we approach November of 2022, it's going to be a red wave. There's no doubt about it. But this actually sort of galvanizes the, uh, the Democrat base, and it distracts us from the real – you know, the, the failures of the Biden administration, which we were going to win on in November of 22. How much do you think this will affect the election? And is the red wave endangered by this overturning of Roe v. Wade? I still think it's going to be a wave. It's obviously going to empower the Democrats, at least in the short run. But I don't know. Again, once you get outside of New York and California, I don't know how many people are really moved by people like just James screaming and yelling or Chuck Schumer saying how this is the greatest threat to democracy. And even when you look at the polling, you ask a person, should we keep Roe versus Wade? They may say yes. But then you say, well, do you believe that you should be able to perform abortions up to the ninth month, even after the child is born? Do you believe that uh, basically you should have an unlimited right to abortion, totally on the issue of sex selection? So really that, I would say, is probably close to 50% do believe that there should be reasonable restrictions on, on abortion. And that's really what this court decision, if it turns out, to go this way is all about. It does make it, I think, harder for the Republicans. I don't think they should run away from it. I don't think they should deny it. I think they should try to give, show the examples where here in New York, Andrew Cuomo and uh, Kathy Hochul were bragging about the fact that you can actually perform an abortion right up to the moment of birth and even afterwards. So, right. I mean, that's, that, I think, would horrify most, most Americans. So, no, we're going to be pushed to make uh, you know, tougher arguments. <laughs> we can't just go, get by and say that, Joe Biden is incompetent, even though he is. And uh, we can't just talk about how the Democrats have turned their backs on the cops and are supporting all these pro-criminal pieces of legislation. We now will have to have a tough argument for us to make. 
I think we can make it. And that's what you know, democracy is about. But ideally, probably politically, it's not going to help us. But I don't think it's going to be fatal at all, even severely damaging, if, if we don't panic. The great Congressman Peter King, you mentioned Cuomo and Hochul and uh, the Bernie and Sid show, Bernie and I. We become the home for this uh, fight, this governor fight on the right side. It's great. Every time somebody comes on, they pick on another guy. And I've been in Lee Zeldin's camp, as you know, Peter, from day one. I've endorsed him from day one. I've never left him. I think, uh, you know, I know you like him, too. But, you know, Rob Astorino comes on and says, hey, this guy voted up and down with Cuomo when he tried to block me from running. Andrew Giuliani was on with me and Bernie a couple of days ago, and he flat out said that Lee Zeldin is actively trying to keep him off the ballot. If all this is true... I'm going to be a little disappointed in Lee. I'd like to see Lee win, but at the very least, these other guys should have a chance to compete. What are your thoughts on all these accusations against our friend Lee Zeldin? Yeah, first of all, I am supporting Lee. I continue to support him. I do think all the candidates should be in the ballot. I mean, Andrew Giuliani has shown a lot of strength. I don't think it's uh, you know the right thing to do to play a Democratic game, the technicalities of you know, uh, you know, trying to knock him off, off the ballot because maybe a, a comma or a semicolon wasn't in the right place on uh, on a petition. Now, all, all parties do that, but I, I think it would, it would look better for Lee if he said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take on everybody. Uh, do that. As far as Lee voting with Andrew Cuomo, what they're talking about basically is back, uh, I guess, 2013, uh, 2014. And uh, that's when Cuomo was actually fairly conservative. I remember he was the guest speaker of the state conservative convention one year. And so it, it, that's when he was basically in a fight with Shelley Silver. And the left-wing Democrats, and they, you know, they were making budget cuts. They were more responsible. Listen, there was a time when Andrew Cuomo was named Man of the Year by the, by the uh, New York City PBA. So uh, that, that's when Lee Zeldin and many Republicans were voting with Andrew Cuomo. And a lot of those votes were against the Democratic left. So uh, uh, Lee overall has had a solid conservative record, certainly in Congress. He was very supportive of President Trump. Uh, he had a very high conservative uh, voting record, probably one of the highest in New York. And he would be a very good governor. I don't think we should be killing ourselves internally. And I think that Rob Estorino, he ran a great race for governor when he ran back, I guess it was in 2014. I'm losing track of these now. Yeah, he yeah, ran in 2014. That's... He ran a good race. Uh, Andrew Giuliani has shown amazing strength for a guy who's never been in office. I mean, he always does well in the polls. So, listen, let, you know, let's have it out. Harry Wilson, listen, he contributed to the, uh, what, the Bragg's campaign, so He's off on his own. I'm not talking about him. But I think <laughs> yes, Rob, you know, Rob, Rob and, and Lee and Andrew can have a good primary, and, and, and I hope that Lee wins it. Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show. Congressman, when you uh, sat in for Sid Rosenberg one, one morning with me, uh, I put you on the spot. Uh, I, put, I, 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 I asked you the question, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, and, uh, I mean, you sheepishly, uh, you, you sheepishly chose Ron DeSantis for 2024. Understandably, because you're going to get a lot of a lot of blowback from Trump supporters, I guess. But it turns out that the Trump's not done. He's the kingmaker. Uh, last night, uh, the guy he endorsed, he was uh, J.D. Vance was way way behind when he endorsed him, and then he surged to the top of the heap. Five candidates, and he won last night. And uh, Trump swept. Uh, it was a clean sweep in Ohio and Indiana. So Donald Trump still has the juice. So it looks like we're going to see. Uh, well, it, it depends on what Ron DeSantis does, but the uh, Trump's power doesn't seem to be waning. His juice is uh, as 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 moist as ever, if you will, Congressman King. What are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I, I wasn't being sheepish when I said that. Really, I was being reluctant because I 
strongly supported Donald Trump when he was president. I think he was an excellent president. But I feel the reality is I still think that Ron DeSantis would be a stronger candidate if he would espouse everything that Donald Trump does. But I think that he's better able to articulate it in the media today. Uh, he wouldn't be he wouldn't constantly be on defense. And it would be really about uh, his views and the Democratic views rather than what, you know, whether or not Donald Trump said this or that. Having said that, I would certainly support Donald Trump over any of the uh, any of the Democrats. And I, I don't think Ron DeSantis would run against Trump. If you ask me why I thought he'd be the stronger candidate, I thought all things being equal, I thought Ron DeSantis would be a stronger candidate. Now, here's where I disagree with you guys. I uh, oh, support our oh, in Ukraine. Yeah. I, 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 I Congressman, Ukraine. King, Congressman King, start over yeah. again because you got cut off for a little bit. Here's where, where, okay, where you disagree with us. Take it from oh, yeah, there. No, yeah, I do. As far as Ukraine, I think Ukraine is, is essential to our national security. And it's not some rhino issue. People like Ted Cruz feel that way. Ron DeSantis feels that way. Yeah. And I go back to the days of Ronald Reagan, where people say now, you know, because we have domestic issues, we shouldn't be putting all this money into Ukraine. But we had the worst economic crisis of all when Ronald Reagan took over. And yet he put tons of money into Afghanistan against the Russians because we have to look at it globally. And I think right now that China and Russia have a marriage of convenience. They are moving. Certainly China is moving all over the world. And if we don't stop them in Ukraine, when all, all Europeans will know is when this is over, yeah. Russia will have won. And that's, I think then you'll see Germany and others yielding to Russia, yielding to China, mm. and we will be economically uh, isolated, really. So I am very concerned about this. Okay. And I think that uh, we have to stand in Ukraine. And it's not some right issue. I would say probably most of the Republicans in Congress yeah. believe we should be giving aid to yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. It was by, it was Obama that stopped giving aid to uh, them in 2014. And if we're going to make categories here, I mean, you guys are on the same side as AOC. I thought I'd take that cheap shot. That's okay. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you're wrong anyway. I mean, you're, you're, you're a bright guy and you're a great uh, politician. Right. We love you to death. But, I mean, you're so wrong. It's I, I, I actually was talking while you were talking because it was like, I don't know what you were saying. Uh, but on a certain... <laughs> <laughs> How about our local baseball teams? You always wrap up with baseball with you, Peter. Aaron Judge hits a home run last night, and uh, the guy in Canada, the Toronto game, oh, turns around. Great. Was that great? But but how about the Mets? You know, this is a story we didn't talk much about, but you're a Long Island guy, so is Bernard. Some little kid playing a Little League baseball game is rounding second on his way to third on Long Island, Little League baseball. He collapsed, and he died, had an epileptic seizure, and died right in front of his father, on the baseball field, and the Mets yeah. honored him last night. That's a, a Long Island story, again, near and dear to you and Bernard. What a great job by the Mets. Yeah, it really was. And to me, again, it's tragedy that young kid died. I mean, I, I love to watch my grandson play ball. I love to watch my son play ball. Uh, I would have loved to see myself play ball, even though I was never that good. I think I, I faded out when I was about 16. Mm. But no, baseball is American support. And again, that, you know, that family of that poor kid who died playing baseball. Apparently, baseball had nothing to do with it. It was not caused by baseball. Mm. But what the Mets did in honoring him and honoring uh, you know, the family, that, you know, that has to be in a time of tragedy so reassuring. And uh, you know, even like last night, being in Staten Island, uh, to me, baseball is, you know, to me, will be America's support. Uh, a, a sport. And uh, uh, Mets and Yankees, whoever thought, I mean, you know, being a Met fan, you're afraid to wake up the next day. <laughs> or somehow they're going to end up losing 16 in a row or whatever it is. Right, right. Uh, but uh, to be doing this without DeGrom, that's the other thing. I mean, DeGrom's been out and they're doing great. I think uh, Buck Showalter deserves a lot of the credit for this. Don't ask me why, but all I know is all the right decisions are being made. The guys who have to get the key here to making them. 
the relievers who have to get it done, for the most part, get it done. The starters, I mean, it's guy Miguel. I mean, he was floundering around last year. Now uh, he's doing great. Yeah, the no-hitter the other night. Diaz, he gives you a heart attack when he comes in, but he's getting it done. So, no, this is a... These are great times for New York and baseball. Let's let's end the season right now and go right to a subway. Yeah. There we go. You, you got to believe, baby. Yes, Congressman King, you were great as, as always on the Bernie and Sitchell. Thank you so much. We and love you, Congressman. I honestly disagree with you guys. It, it really means a lot to be able to do that and, and not have this cancel culture on either side. So you guys are great. Oh, Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah, of we, course. And also, Bernie. Why, why do all these women in Staten Island go crazy up to Sid? They were yelling. No, did, no, did you, did, 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 no, all kidding aside, did you see that last night? <laughs> I did see it. I did I'll, see tell it. You, I'll tell you why. They're only human. That's all. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> I mean, that's bottom a, line. Oh, you guys are Congressman funny. King, thanks again. Thank you, we'll, Peter. We'll, we'll, you guys are We'll do it again. Bye now. All right, man. Appreciate it.